are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 12.06, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody that is tuning in. Part of our live simulcast that we do on Facebook Live as the crowd, as I like to say, kind of files in a little bit. And uh, this is this will serve as the noon report. Good afternoon, everyone, on this uh, Wednesday where the sun is a little bit in and out. It's not raining. But um, certainly no shortage of news, both locally and nationally. Again, many you, many people will then see this later uh, on other platforms, whether it's it's YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. But you can watch it live, like so many do, like our friend David San Martino. Hola, there's Bendy. That's exactly right, folks. Behind me, of course, the background for the Den of Thieves and. Um, as we speak, grief counselors making their way to the Wampanoag Trail, where Governor McGreed has been dealt a loss. This is a bad day. You know, what's good for us is this is actually a good day um, for those that like transparency, open government. Um, but as far as Governor McKee, this is a bad day for him. And, um, and I'm going to explain that to you also. And it's also always interesting, as we say, as grief counselors make their way to the Wampanoag Trail, try to provide talking points, console, console those that were actually able to get up and, and work today. Unlike those that, from what we understand last night, every other line was, I think I'll have another. Uh, I think I'll have another. And then the next thing you know, you can't even get up in the morning. Hey, listen, if, if your idea of a drinking problem is that you can't drink fast enough, uh, right? Two words, AA. That's all I'm saying. No judgment here. One day at a time. Let's go 24 hours. So a lot of bad habits starting during the pandemic where people say, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And the next thing you know, you're unable to actually go out to a small gathering without getting annihilated. Um, and, and I also want to be really clear. I'm not casting aspersions on those that need a ride home. It is actually, without question, it is, it's the safe, responsible thing to do. There's nothing wrong with either having to be driven or, or take car service. You know, in this day and age, it is. And if someone would say to me, you know, Juan, would you rather have someone annihilated behind the wheel all over the road, uh, unable to speak in complete sentences? The answer, of course, is no. But I would just argue that I don't know if every time, you know, there's a gathering that 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 it has to be treated as if it's Mardi Gras, you know, as it's spring break, as it's New Year's Eve and someone's 19 years old. That's all. That's all I'm, I'm here to help. But I want to talk to you because this is a rough day for Magritte. And also, folks, as many of you know, um, we're still watching, but Blockbuster uh, developments with the Charlotte Lester case that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about as well. But what's really interesting to watch is, and it's not getting a lot of coverage, but I want to tell you about it. I mean, the, <coughs> excuse me, the two people that talk about it, really that I'm aware of, I'm unaware of really anyone that really gets into it, is in fact when we speak with our friend Justin Katz, politics this week. And I'm talking about the ongoing feud 
it's really a war going on with Governor McGreed um, and the local media in in his his hatred. You know, I guess it's a toss up because someone said to me, and you know, by the way, Dan McGowan, congratulations, they had a beautiful baby boy, so he's out on maternity leave. Boy, I, I wish that existed when I had children. But anyhow, so that's why you haven't heard him on the program, but. Um, I, I, I don't know. Who, who does Governor, here's the question. Who does Governor McKee hate worse? Channel 12 or the Rhode Island reporters that serve for the, on the Boston Globe staff, uh, but focus on Rhode Island? It's a toss up. It's one of, it could go either way. You know, either way, put it this way. Either way, he's saying Eva hang up on them, right? Uh, I, I, I still think Channel 12 edges him out. Governor McKee just, uh, it's hard to describe the disdain he has for Channel 12. Um, And this latest ruling isn't going to do anything to smooth it over. And I love the fact they're spiking the ball in the end zone and uh, and all over the place. That Governor McKee, once again, has been dealt to loss. It's still, I'm at a loss as to why Channel 12 provides a forum. All right, I get it. It's paid for. John Hazen White, whoever, they pay for Park Boy to be on Channel 12. They can't go any lower. Midnight, what's the next move? Move them to 1 o'clock in the morning, midnight, once a week. But still, the way Captain Fathead, Senor Blowhard, the way he criticizes the Channel 12 people uh, because his real loyalty is to Governor McKee, right? Pork Boy down the dial, the afternoon... Uh, ignoramus, um, absolutely Captain Buffoon, his loyalty is not to down the dial, right? WPRO. It's not. And his loyalty is not to his loyalty is the person he worked on the campaign. So now again, I'm not going to rehash for whatever reason they leave the Hey, they left him on during the election. So, but Governor McKee. Let's also just be really clear. He's also not doing any forums. Well, what did he do? Go local fraud? I mean, he's he's not doing any. Well, he won't go on. I think he actually did something with NPR. And I'm not knocking them in any way. But he won't do 10 News Conference, right? Pork Boy loads our friend Gino. So he's telling, Captain uh, Blowhard is telling Governor McGreed, don't do Ask the Governor. Don't go on 10 News Conference. Don't do Newsbakers on Channel 12. Don't sit for an interview with um, the Boston Globe. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's, um, I, I don't know how he feels about the journal, but he, they're just not doing anything. So as a result of, and can you imagine listening to that guy? Like it, it totally now makes sense to me that those two are the best of pals because it's it, it starts to become you know, have we ever really seen the two of them in the same room together? Maybe they are the same person. I mean, anyone that would be friendly, actually, it, it just shows it's the ultimate birds of a feather, right? Like two guys that thought they were big time because they could get a reserve table at Phantom Farms in Cumberland to sip their coffee and act like they were the kings of kings of Cumberland, for crying out loud. And then Tony DeSilva, Tony DeSilva, don't do that, you know, and then him coming in to the mix um, it's um, listen. They're, they're small time players that are being exposed on not the biggest of stages, but a larger stage, and it just shows they're really not. 
you know, really not ready for prime time. They're really, they're not ready for an hour with Bob. It, that's almost like a speed ahead. But folks, this portion of the program, and I'm going to tell you why this is significant. I love the fact also that Attorney General Peter Nerona waited until he got the money he wanted in the budget. Then he issues, boom. I kind of like that. I like that, you know, Nerona, Attorney General Nerona, just pulls no punches. Obviously, no fan of McKee. Um, they're polar opposites, as a matter of fact. Attorney General Peter Nerona is is a force to be reckoned with. And he is so different than anyone else really in the party. Um, but I'm going to get to that, folks. But I want to remind you, this portion of the program, brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And by the way, this is an easy story that I'm going to break it down for you. And then you're going to say, okay, what's the big deal? Exactly. But, folks, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. All right, this week, sun is in and out. Uh, but remember, they have vegetables and herbs, annuals, perennials, hangers, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, 12-inch patio pots, tropical hibiscus, mandevilla plants. <coughs> Excuse me. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. This is where you want to shop. Steve and Ebby and Junior and Byron, great service. Shop local, and it's quality products. Father's Day is coming. This is where you want to go, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. All right, if you log on to the website, Petro.com, you're going to find out why uh, Juan's phone was blowing up yesterday. But I also want to give credit to it's, it's really the family and friends of Charlotte Lester that put that whole thing in motion. There's a lot of news there. As I predicted yesterday, sadly, I don't understand why this is not dominating the news. It's dominating my news for sure. But... Because it's that significant. But folks, as you know, we don't, many of the other media that they feel, you know, uh, by the way, hold on, let me just say, it's the Petro.com is brought to you by the Coincident. 226 Coincident Avenue Westwork. I'm going there this weekend. They know what I want. What I like about the Coincident, boom, Juan sits down. There's a drink that magically appears in front of me. No need to order. And they even know what I like off the menu. 226 Coincid Avenue, West Warwick, the Coincid Inn. Kate DiPietro is actually going to be in town and loves to uh, dine at the Coincid Inn. So, um, which I wouldn't be surprised at some point they were on Fox and Friends. But anyhow, uh, I digress. Let's get to the matter at hand. But I also, I want you, the Charlotte Lester case is a good example that I hope you understand. Because, and, and I understand some people, they don't like that I, you know, any criticism of any, they, they just fall into this guise that there should be no criticism of anyone else in the marketplace. I've, I've never felt that way. Um, I remember when I was um, brand new, I mean, brand new, 1999 on WHJJ. And we were running, my friend Scott Shannon came up with some liners and, and we were having fun and poking holes. And, and, and the, sh- the time slot was, the station was a wreck and it was underwater. And the only thing that anyone would listen to is when Arlene would come on at three o'clock. But from six to three, it was nowhere to be found, right? So we were starting in last. And so, you know, a method is you, you engage the other side and you engage in a little bit of a radio war. It's very popular in New York where I was coming from. Not so popular here. But we were taking shots at the host that I was against, who then we beat in in three months, who was rest in peace, Myrna Lamb. And then also we were taking shots at the guy that was running the place. 
Captain Cliche, Ron St. Pierre. Thunderbolt was over there, and Shox dropped another one to the bombers in the Bronx. You know, I mean, just one cliche after another. So Scott Sheena came up with these liners where we were, like, mocking St. Pierre. And I can still remember after the show, um, someone, I, I won't say who it is because I like the guy, and I've, been, I've known him a long time. We've been friends a long time. But he, he kind of stopped me on the way out. I was like, you know, Ron's a friend of mine. He like, I, 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 are you for real? They're like, do you understand? He is the enemy. He's on the other station. He is the enemy. They, they, either you're with us or against us. So um, I've always employed that. But one of the things we do that many of you know is we don't just react to the news. We go out and find the news. We investigate the news. That's how we created on the scene live stream because it's, it's news in real time. Um, again, there are some people that are far more comfortable when Doug White was doing the evening news and Art, Art Lake was doing the, you know, the weather and uh, Frank Coletta was doing the morning. Okay, that's a nice throwback to the 80s, throwing a little lover boy, right? And uh, everybody working towards the weekend. Maybe you want to go to JR's townhouse and get a drink. But for those of us that want to live in 2023, you don't wait that long to try to get the news anymore. So, so one of the things we try to point out is just the, the difference in, in, in what we, you know, the ultimate, like, what do you bring to the table? Are you just someone sitting behind a microphone um, and just you're, you're reading the news like everyone else? Are you actually out there? And the Charlotte Lester case, I think, is a good example. You know, we've uncovered so much about that case that it's, it's really changed the dynamic. Granted, the rest of the media has not caught up, but that's fine. I don't begrudge them for it. If anything, I should thank them because it makes us stand out. But you can read about it on the website, dipetro.com. Because it is extraordinary. It's major developments in the case. And then when, when the news does break open, then you'll say, oh, wow. Like, not everyone gets it, though. Believe me, I'm telling you. Not everyone gets it. Um, but I want to talk about and explain to you what just happened today. Now, I expect Governor McGreed will, I think, will then just try to fight this, right? Because that's that's what he does. Um, but this portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, if you want to lose weight, and it's very simple, it's, it's personal. When I tell you about unique health, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm just trying to give you a path forward. And a thing about weight is it's the old thing of someone looks and they show whoever, their spouse, family, you know, do I look... You know, do I look fat in this suit? Do I look fat in this dress? And then what is the other person supposed to say, right? There's only one answer to that. Um, unless you want a big battle, long night, and so forth. No, no, not at all. No, you look fine. So, you know, that's just the way that it comes across. However, for those that want to, because it is a battle. You know, many years ago, um, I knew someone that was pretty hefty. And he was under the impression that the heavier he was, the healthier he was. Like a big, burly guy. But it was all... It's all fat. He was obese. And there's no benefit, as you saw. So here's the thing. I'm not just criticizing. I'm talking about unique health. And we have someone right now that listens to the program. She started with unique health. And she's down 15 pounds in two weeks. So all you have to do, it's not a diet change. It's a lifestyle change. Think of your children. Don't you want to be there? When your children get married, don't you want to be there to see your grandchildren? Don't you? Why go through? There's, there's nothing enjoyable about carrying around 50 extra pounds. Unique health. It's not a diet change. Lifestyle change. Call Sandra, 
269-9155. Picture your life now. Now picture yourself 25 pounds lighter or 50 pounds lighter. Fourth of July coming. This up, what do you want to wear a tent over the next couple of months? Now, I shared their page on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook or on Instagram. Unique Health. They'll walk you through it. But this is your chance. Free seminar. Remember, what is if it's free, it's for me. It's coming up next week. Contact Sandra, Unique Health. Free seminar. At least attend. Learn more. I did share their Facebook page, Unique Health. But just think how much better you're going to feel 50 pounds lighter. 40 pounds lighter. You know, I, I um, have studied and interviewed different people, and it is the equivalent of, you know, imagine you're going along, and then suddenly they give you a sack that you have to carry that's 50 pounds extra. That's why then people's knees give out, their back gives out, they develop all types of health problems. Huge gut, no need for it, right? You want to, you're going to, do you, do you want to live 20 years where you're just in pain and you're uncomfortable and you have different health problems. Doesn't have to be that way. See rapid aggressive weight loss with Unique Health. All right, now, I want to explain to you what's going on. And and, and I don't blame Channel 12. A little bit of spiking the ball in the end zone. A little bit of that. I don't blame them. I think they've earned it. Um, Governor McKee, <laughs> Henry B. Chafee, W. McKeeRO. I love that. Grief counselors on their way. The staff is aghast. But um, what this is about, I'll just sum it up. And that is that you had a situation. I love the Channel 12. AG rules McKee must release secret email alleging bad behavior. So this goes back to you had. Let me. Oh, let me. This is an update. The, they're reviewing the AG decision now. They're disclosing. They're referring the. They're referring the allegations to the Rhode Island State Police. They referred it to the state police. The first we've heard about this. Wow. Hold on. Whoa. Nice job by Eli Sherman. Now the guy's under investigation. I don't know. I think that's a stalling tactic. I think that's a stalling tactic. The Attorney General. So what happened was now the state police are involved. Wow. That is just, all right, so just to sum it up. So you have the Cranston Street Armory. So two guys who you've never heard of but that work for McKee. They go down on a road trip to Philly, right? So they go and they're meeting with a company that wants to redo the Cranston Street Armory. So one of them, there's this guy, David Pep Patton, and I don't blame you for not knowing who he is. Most people don't. I didn't know who he was when this first came out. But they work for McKee. They go to Philadelphia on a business trip. And from what I understand, this guy, for whatever reason, whoever he's meeting with, he says some inappropriate things. Not once, mind you, but several times. What I, and <clears throat> I'm not going to speculate, but I heard it's not that he did something, but he was saying inappropriate things in front of or to the people that they were meeting with in Philadelphia. Now, again, they're there representing the state of Rhode Island. Keep that in mind. So this isn't just some guy on a business trip to Philly for the day, right? I would imagine they took the train, maybe they drove, whatever. So, but they go down with James Thornton, who's the um, administration director at the time, and David Patton, director of the state property management decision. Uh, the day they returned one day trip to Philadelphia. What could you screw up in a one day trip to Philadelphia? 
So, but it's, oh, they flew, excuse me, they flew, they didn't take the train. So, but as soon as they get back, so this guy, Patton, for whatever reason, he is saying something <laughs> that is offending the people they're meeting with. Now, we could speculate, maybe, I don't, I don't know if it's like pronouns. Maybe someone had on a revealing outfit. I don't know. But somehow he said, but what I was told, it wasn't just once. And it wasn't just like a one-off, right? Kind of like, his, 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 and I want to give you a good example because I want to be fair here. And I don't want to speculate because we actually don't know. I just, someone that I know that has, is somewhat familiar with it just said he didn't, he didn't do anything. It's not like he touched someone in a person, but he just said something. I heard more than once rather inappropriate. So now, if we want to, um, if we want to say that maybe it was the other side was being too sensitive, I'll give you an example of what that could have been. And that is they're meeting with some people and one of the individual leaves to go use the restroom and he misidentifies the gender. Now, again, I'm just speculating of someone comes back and say, where is, I'm going to make up a name, where's Stone, right? Like one of those gender neutral names. Or where's Terry? Or where's um, uh, Don, whatever. And he says, oh, he went to go use the men's room when it's, it's a she, right? Like, again, total hypothetical. Let's just say it's the Reverend Donnie Anderson was the man, right? Standing up on William Hall Library. There's nothing, it's perfectly normal. I'm a man in a woman's outfit. So, but let's just say, sake of argument, that he, he says, oh, he went to go use the bathroom. And then they're aghast, like, he, <clears throat> the pronouns are her and she, you know, something like that. I, I heard it was more than that. And the fact that Governor McKee referred this to the state police tells us that it could be, it's more than that. So anyhow, they go on the trip to Philly. Seems how hard can this be? It's a one day. You're flying in in the morning. Anyone that's flown green to Philadelphia, it's usually on USC. It's a really short flight. Um, New York, if you go jet service, TF Green to the New York airports, maybe 35 minutes. So Philly is 45 minute flight. DC is generally about an hour. So they're flying back and forth. So Patton says something while they're there. They return, his boss immediately goes from the airport. He sets up a four o'clock meeting with someone human resources. And subsequently offered to pay personally. They did a lunch that day, $250 lunch, high-end Sicilian restaurant in Philly, according to the information. So the people on the other end, so he immediately explains to human resources what happened. Immediately. And it wasn't him, it was the guy under him, right, Patton. So starting that Monday, so that was on a Friday, that, imagine, never mind they had to call human resources saying we need a four o'clock meeting. When's the last time they had a four o'clock meeting? A four o'clock meeting in state government? I mean, could there be a bigger insult? That's like a normal person saying, yeah, why don't we meet on Christmas morning? So they, um, they starting that Monday, Patton goes out on leave and they won't say anything. So the people in Philadelphia sent an email to McKay complaining about this guy. And they also sent it to the speaker, but let's just focus on McKay. So Channel 12, to their credit, 
they gain, you know, get wind of this email because people are percolating about it. And they want, they file a public records request that they want to get a copy of the email. Now, let's just be really clear. This isn't a criminal trial. Although, look at what he did. He kicked it to the state police. The state police are investigating. State police are, that is a stall tactic. State police are investigating something said on a business trip. Did he threaten the person? What would be the nature of the state police getting involved? Um, that is beyond bizarre. So McKee won't give up the email and says, no, it's private and won't share it. So Attorney General Pina Narona has weighed in and said that, in fact, the McKee people should make public of the email. Now, there's no love between the Attorney General Pina Narona and Governor McGreed. So McKee, sensing that maybe it could go this way, who knows, maybe he said, hey, I just want to make sure we get a heads up and blah, 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 or whatever. So he kicks it to the state police to investigate. Now, this makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Convoy of Kleenex trucks heading to East Providence. That, that makes no sense at all. I mean, what, not, not, why are the state police investigating this? State police investigate crimes. So what would be the crime that was committed here? I, I, don't, um, I, I, don't, I don't understand the nature of that. This, this sure sounds like the McKee people catch wind that the attorney general's office is going to say that you need to release the email. Again, this guy's now on paid leave. Uh, they're not asking for too much. They, he was representing the state. Channel 12 in the media and the attorney general say the public has a right to know what, the, the, as far as we know, the company in Philadelphia, they didn't contact Philadelphia police. He didn't commit a crime. We're unaware if there was, you know, what would be the nature of that? That there was a threat or was there theft? Did he steal something? Did he, uh, I, I just, what, what would it be? Did he threaten someone? Um, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that. What would be the nature other than Governor McKee saying they referred it, our office is reviewing the decision, the incident involving him was referred by our office to the state police in mid-April. Now, why didn't they tell us in mid-April that they sent to this, this to the state police? This is just more gamesmanship. This is just more gamesmanship from Governor McKee. I mean, it what an absolute joke. The Attorney General ruled um, that it doesn't serve as a magic wand to just shield people and say, no, this is the Attorney General now. No, you can't just, no, we're, we're hiding these emails. So, but look at how Governor McKee tries to one-up them. And obviously the nature we know, look at the state police, right? When they were investigating old man Craddock, Bud Craddock in Cranston, that he was renting to brothels, McKee, that, that took, it was like a year for the state police to investigate that. So 
Now, this is interesting. Uh, Let's see. Governor McKee told Channel 12 in April he hadn't read the email. Now he says this is not a situation where the allegations are vague or entirely unsubstantiated. The nature of the alleged misconduct before us is serious and not trivial. But that's not what he said. Governor McKee had said that he never read, he didn't read the emails. So he didn't know what was in them. The guy is, this is boring. I'll tell you exactly what this is. This is where he is just digging himself deeper. Governor McKee, I, I don't know whether it's him or the people around him or it's all combined. But this, this is a classic McKee where he always, he always thinks he's smarter than everybody else. They always think they can outsmart. And I can tell you that Channel 12 in the Journal, in the Globe now, they're going to be all over him, and it's, it's well-deserved. 12-page decision from the Attorney General finding McKee's administration violated the Access to Public Records Act. Separate complaints filed by both Channel 12 and the Journal after they refused to release the email in April. So, but what he did, McKee now, he's, he did an end around. Because now it's buried with the state. Oh, can't comment. State police investigation. So uh, the attorney general said, no, that this, it, it should be. It absolutely should become public knowledge. The attorney general's office declined to fine McKee, the officer of the violation. It was not willful, knowingly, or reckless. Uh, the governor now has five business days to release the email publicly, or it could end up in the Rhode Island Superior Court, which I hope it does. But now, this was when <laughs> the attorney general said, talking about the McKee administration law firm, there were 330 lawyers on the state payroll. I have 100 of them. Think about that. So what I like, so now... You have the governor saying, oh, no, we kicked it to the state police in mid-April. They never said anything. The office would not respond to a question whether it's investigated as a criminal matter. Well, why else would the state police have it? Why would the state police be involved in this other than McKee wants to just be cute? See, this is the problem with this guy. He is thin-skinned. Now, here's where it's good for us, though. (laughs) Is this governor fighting with the media is fantastic. It's just terrific because now they're going to hound him and they're going to hound him everywhere he goes. And I hope this bleeds into the CD1 race because Matto suddenly is active again. The contents of the email have been kept under wraps ever since its existence. Channel 12 reported on it in April. McKee and other state officials remain tape-lipped. But the attorney general's office, which saw the email, said the allegations are specific and detailed. They wrote, this is not a situation. The allegations are levied are vague or entirely unsubstantiated. Channel 12 is confirmed. Patton and Thorson traveled March 10th to Philadelphia to see Scout Limited because of the Cranston Street Armory. According to interviews with six people, the officials are so upset by the behavior of Patton during the visit. They wrote an email alleging he made a series of inappropriate comments throughout the day. The email was then shared with the offices of the governor and the speaker. Um, Someone with the attorney general's office who saw it echoed that. The nature of the alleged misconduct is serious. It's not trivial. 
So three days after the trip, Patton went out on medical leave. He retained the status until May 30th. Then McKee put him on paid administrative leave. His salary, this guy, 200K, 175 salary, and then all the perks. He's on paid leave. It's like he went to see Dr. Summeroff. Thorson, who was his boss, had already submitted his resignation, came back from the business trip, immediately scheduled a meeting at 4 o'clock on a Friday with Human Resources. In the history of the state of Rhode Island, the state's human resources have never held a 4 o'clock meeting. <laughs> he bailed out of town. When asked about the email, McKee told reporters, all I'm going to say is, He's on administrative leave. It's a personnel matter. I'm not going to talk about it anymore and insist that he had not read the email. Meanwhile, the controversy over the trip cast a cloud over their plans for the armory. This whole stupid thing. By the way, I was against that anyway. Indoor soccer complex and everything else. Listen, just sell that building and let somebody build some housing for crying out loud. Enough of this. That's an Antifa area anyway. Um, so they wouldn't fund the whole armory foolishness. And then the attorney general gets in and says, no, you should release the email. But McKee, probably catching wind of this, says, oh, in that case, we kicked it to the state police. So what does that mean, folks? It means who knows how long this thing is going to go on. Wow. Because as we know, and I want to be very clear, as many of you know, I've been very supportive of the Rhode Island State Police. However, no one, no one would ever accuse them of moving too fast. No one would ever move, accuse the Rhode Island State Police of moving too quickly on something. Put it that way. Folks, good afternoon. This portion of the John DePietro Show. Hey, I want to remind you about J. Perry paving. Why not get your driveway paved? Right? Why not get your driveway paved? Or better yet, that makes a great Father's Day gift. Father's Day is coming up. You know what your grandfather, whoever, you know what they would love? Thank you, Roberta. Is a beautiful driveway. That's what they would like. Get it paved. It looks a lot better. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call them today for a free estimate, 401 401- 732-1730, J. Perry Paving. If you're a business or a homeowner, you'd like to get your driveway paved or parking lot, patio, J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured, contracted company, whether it's a brand new project or something cracked driveway just needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Call them today. Free quote, 401 732 1730. Now, programming note tonight, first one on the scene live stream, the chosen one will be riding with Mark, where we are out, we are active, we are uh, surveilling all public emergency first responders, and then boom, when something happens, we're first one on the scene. That's tonight. Cranston PD Live returns this Friday night. And 8.30, I'm pretty sure, for both. I'll have to check. So, um, hmm, oh boy. Wow. Okay, that's not good. Wow. Tell me more. That's not good. Hmm. All right, that's an interesting one. Um, so tonight and then um, Friday night, Cranston PD Live 
the hit series returns. You know, it's um, it, it really is. It's even incredible to me. I mean, I, I, I like the concept of it. Obviously, folks, as many of you know, I think very, very highly of the Cranston Police Department. I think their actions consistently, you know, there are no BS organization. They are on the front lines. They don't cave. They don't waver. They are all business. They have proven that time again. I just never envisioned the amount of, if you look at some of the, um, that I do, we monitor, just how well that has done on on YouTube. And especially, obviously, on Facebook Live and other platforms. It's Even that has surprised me. It has surprised me. And and anyone that has seen Cranston PD Live, and again, we do it live on Facebook. And then it's, you can then, you know, if you go to topetro.com, log on, you can get all the different episodes. Then we put it on things like Spotify, and then we have put clips of it on TikTok, but then also in its entirety, it's seen on YouTube. Um, what I even find amazing is the police departments around the country that like uh, watching that. So now I'm going to touch on the Lester case in just a moment, but I want to be really clear and just because the, the McKee story is developing. I don't expect you to know these players. But this, to me, is another example. This is abuse by the governor to even kick it to the state police. What are, what are we talking about? The state police are investigating this now? This guy, because two guys went on a business trip? What, what crime exactly was committed? I don't think so. I don't think there was a crime committed. If, if you, again, let's go through. They're, they're, not, they're saying it was verbal. So unless he threatened someone, let's just say someone was dressed in an outfit and this guy said something rather inappropriate, <clears throat> something lewd, whatever. But it, it doesn't, that, that's not exactly, uh, that's not a crime. I mean, it could be a problem within the office. It's definitely problematic. You don't want people representing the state in that way. But it's not, I'm not going to speculate too much. I find it hard to believe that a crime was committed. Because if a crime was committed, where the state police are investigating this guy, then why is he out on paid leave? Then why is Governor McKee protecting this guy? I mean, none of it makes sense. But I believe he's abusing his power as governor. He is using a state police, quote, investigation to just shield this. And you know what? It's petty. He doesn't want to. He doesn't like the attorney general, and he certainly doesn't like the media. So now this is Governor McKee's way of saying, oh, it's with the state police. And now it just falls to them. And then as, as we know, I mean, look how long these things take. They take a very long time. Then he doesn't have to say anything. The state police are reviewing this. I, I, I'm just trying to envision a scenario that someone representing the state uh, we'll have to ask this of our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. I, I don't get what would have been done on a business trip that would warrant that, that there were criminal charges. And let's be really clear here. That's what the state police are involved in. Now, if they want to discipline him, that's one thing. There's, there's a scenario of different things. I, I, again, I'm, I'm just trying to think of I've been at a business meeting where maybe someone you know, got drunk at lunch or something. That's one thing. I've been in a business situation, maybe someone, I'm trying to think, said something maybe inappropriate. Um, 
that's another thing. But I, I don't think I've, I've ever been in a scenario in a business meeting where they're discussing the Cranston Street Armory and a crime was committed. <laughs> I mean, a crime. What, what crime would be committed? Even if the guy, let's just, I, I don't know, let's just, total hypothetical that he, and I have no reason to believe there were drugs or alcohol involved, but he got drunk and, and said some crude, told a crude joke or something, or said something that you would involve the state police. I don't believe that. I think Governor McKee is abusing the office of governor by burying it to a state police because they can't kick it back to him. They can't kick it back. They can't say, no, we're not investigating this. They have to investigate it. He, he appointed this Colonel Weaver, and now they have to go through all the channels. What a waste of state police resources. A crime was committed? What crime was committed? <clears throat> now, if this guy did commit a crime, if it was unwanted touching, if there was some kind of an altercation, then... I just don't understand why the people in Philadelphia, so the state police are investigating. Do they have the jurisdiction to do that? They're investigating something done in Philadelphia. Why aren't the Philadelphia police investigating this? That makes no sense at all. Folks, I'll tell you what else doesn't make any sense, is that if you have any pests in your home, and I'm talking about ants, termites, bed bugs, roaches, Mice, rats, mosquitoes, not with Falcon Pest Control Services. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. Locally owned and operated. Call them today. All different types of programs for multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, Falcon Pest Services, extermination services for restaurants, office buildings, schools, hotels, other commercial businesses, trained, experienced pest control experts. They'll inspect your home or business and get rid of them. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's one time. Maybe it's monthly service. Have them get rid of your yard for mosquitoes so you can enjoy the outside. Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401 739 1322. I do share them on Facebook. And then their website online is falconpestservice.com. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, this is a developing story. You know, the Lester thing I'll talk about later because this McKee situation, by the way, I'll, I'll just sum up. Let me interject, actually, because I've been saying it. What you want to do with the Charlotte Lester case if you want new information on the case, this is the missing woman, and her family has made very loud statement, as I described it as a bombshell, where they're disclosing information. We have no; they have a private investigator, who I have spoken to, who is as good as it gets, and has done just a fantastic job with this, alongside the Warwick Police, by the way. But what they posted yesterday. Uh, this is the strongest statements today, uh, to date, excuse me, which is that Charlotte Lester is missing, not, excuse me, time out one. She's not missing. Her life was taken. She was the victim, as they say, a domestic violence at the hands of Mark Perkins. That's the first time they've said that. <clears throat> that he gave two different stories the last time he saw her. First time we've learned that. He gave different accounts about the missing mattress. 
And I think one of the biggest things is that he admitted that it was her blood on the wall above his bed. Now, I had heard through my sourcing that her blood was above the bed on the wall. And that's how work police were able to sit on that house for a month. But then you think, okay, then what happened below that? And then the mattress was gone. Uh, do I think they will find the mattress? I don't think so. I don't know. Do I think they'll find her or the mattress? I don't I don't know. But if you want the latest with Charlotte Lester in that case, and I, and I feel very confident telling you that we have led by far, it's not even close actually, on that case, the most information you'll get is right there on the website, which is depetro.com. Boy, this McKee thing, uh, Director Patton, who's been out since mid-March, is on paid administrative leave. Paid administrative leave. Tim White, the fact the email contains allegations of misconduct increases the public interest in the disclosure of the document. I, I just, how about Kirk Bray? 46 weddings and up to 100 events have been relocated or canceled. I feel terrible for the people at Kirk Bray since that fire. Um, <clears throat> but what I don't understand is I don't understand where the state police would have jurisdiction over this whole thing. Like, why, why was this reported, as I'm going to tweet out? What was this reported to the state police? Um, well, I, I don't understand where the state police would have jurisdiction to, you know, what was, th- was this? I'm going to do it actually now in real time. Was this reported to the Philadelphia Police Department? The Rhode Island State Police are investigating. I I don't understand how the Rhode Island State Police, they don't have jurisdiction to investigate something like that. How do they have jurisdiction on something that allegedly, on a crime that took place that happened in Philadelphia? That that makes no sense. And yet, as I come back to what I believe this is, is just Governor McKee punting this and... This is his way of thumbing his nose at the local media. And he doesn't want to turn over the email. And he's playing hot potato with it. And when maybe they got a sense that the attorney general's office was maybe going to um, make, you know, rule on the side of the media saying that it should be released, that as a result of that, he said to the state police, I'm going to have you investigate this because it just it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why would the Rhode Island State Police be investigating a potential crime committed by a Rhode Island public official that happened in Philadelphia? I I don't uh, 
I don't understand that. Um, and do we have any knowledge? I haven't heard anyone. I, I think early on, I mean, I'll double check, but I, I think early on there was a report that there had been no crime committed or reported, I should say, in Philadelphia. So I don't, if I sound puzzled, it's because I am puzzled um, by this whole thing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, hey, I want to remind you about our friend Marie. She is so fantastic. Uh, Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, where she has hemp and CBD products. She has vitamins, herbal remedies right now. If you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM and you're on Menden Road, you could pop into that historic white church and see our friend Marie at It's My Health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Great local products everything healthy. She has uh, delicious teas. She has different herbs and spices. Marie has great service. She has quality merchandise. It's your chance to shop local and support a local retailer. So pop in and see her, the queen of health. They also have different classes you can take. Marie is a wonder. And that's why I think so highly of her. Um, I enjoy our partnership. I send so many people to her. And if you, she also has hemp and CDD products, by the way, for your pets. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So that's interesting that, and I, I don't know, we'll find out. But I want to find out about this business that Governor McGreed has kicked this to the Rhode Island State Police. It makes no sense to me. Um, there, there's no reason for them to invest anything unless... A crime was committed. And if there was no crime committed, then I don't I don't understand what they're doing here. Other than I think it's what I have a sense of what it is, which is this is Governor McKee playing games with the local media. And this is to me a pattern of behavior by this governor that he he takes a small thing. And he tries to outdo everyone, and he thinks he's the smartest one in the room. And I don't know. Here's what we do know about Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, former mayor of Cumberland, former lieutenant governor, is let's just say he has very bad instincts, possible. Let's just say he does. I'll say there's no one in his inner circle that pulls him back. To gravity saying, Governor, I don't think we should do that. That doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't think that maybe he doesn't want to hear it. You know, it, it's tough to it sometimes it's it's tough to differentiate the difference between who it is that's making the bad decision. Ultimately it's coming from his office. But to take something instead of and, and I, I don't know the nature of this whole thing. Of like then you wonder how did it even get get to this point? It came down to he was upset that Channel 12 learned about the email, and he, he hates Channel 12. He blames them for the FBI investigation. And as a result of that, he didn't want to release the email. Not that the public's not entitled to it, not that he should have released it. It's because it's Channel 12, and he didn't want to. So then first he refused to, and then when he caught wind, that the attorney general might rule against him, 
to make the email public. He did an end around. What? How come last April? Uh, excuse me. It's it's last. Well, now it's going back to April. How come in April he didn't acknowledge that this thing was was now with the state police? Um, he's had ample opportunity to do that. But what I like is I also noticed that he had no. Um, you know, I get his daily schedule. There was nothing planned for today. He hasn't had one of those in a while. So I'll tell you what it's going to do. Now he's going to play fast and loose. He's going to hide. Uh, and when asked about this situation, he's just going to say uh, the state police are investigating. So therefore, I can't talk about it, which th- that, that's an unsatisfactory answer. Of course it is. So now, I also want to make mention, I received a nice um, uh, direct message from Eileen that was saying she is ready to, her and her husband want to get firearms. And they said, one, who do you recommend? And I'll tell you who, I, it's my gun guy, John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. That's where I go. I'm sending you where I go. He's the best. Firearms, accessories, if you need to take the test to get the blue card, you do it there. Selection assistance, gun fitting, ammo. You know, I've, I've kind of shopped and talked with a lot of different gun people. My assigned gun guy is John Francis at Competition. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. My opinion, he's not one of the best, he is the best. Because he's so knowledgeable, because of the merchandise. So I told Eileen, go there, I'm telling you to go there. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benham Street, Pawtucket. Take exit 2A off of 95, and then just go past the Attleboro train station at the red light, Benefit Street, go left. Folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Mike Pence has jumped into the race. We have another full hour to go on the radio only. Stay tuned. We're back on the other side. Attorney WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.